Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission employers who are not sending people back to work. We've talked about it all across the country, and it's could be a major problem in the city of Hartford. And we want to talk about it a, a little bit more with Greg Bordnero from the Hartford Business Journal here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Greg, good morning. How are you? Good, Brian. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So what's the story about um, the, the uh, employee-employer situation in the city of Hartford as it relates to real estate? Yeah, so, you know, we've been tracking for a while now what sort of the impact of the pandemic is going to have on office space as more people work remotely or companies adopt a hybrid model. And, you know, when COVID first hit, there was uncertainty about how it's going to impact the office market. I, for one, thought it's going to be pretty substantial in terms of the impact. But it wasn't going to be happening until two, three, four, five years out as companies' leases start to come up and they decide what's next uh, for their office footprint. So, you know, over the last, I'd say, few weeks, we're starting to see some major movements by major Harvard employers downsizing their office footprint in, in downtown Hartford, which is going to lead to a significant spike in the office vacancy rate. Um, the two recent examples that we broke on Friday was United Healthcare is going to be reducing its office footprint from 350,000 square feet in City Place, one, the largest office tower downtown Hartford, to just 57,000 square feet. Prudential Financial is reducing its footprint at 280 Trumbull Street from 250,000 square feet to 25,000 square feet. Uh, and then in a smaller deal, Robinson & Cole is going to be moving its office to State Street, uh, reducing its footprint from 120,000 square feet to about 70, 75,000 square feet. So, I mean, I'm being honest, and I am not one of the people that piles on Hartford. You know, I'm you know, I'm going to go into the yard goats tonight, throwing out the first pitch, and uh, there's development around there. You know, Parkville Market, organic development around there, and I talk about it all the time. We listen. When I worked here t- 20 years ago, the conversation was the same, but I I thought Hartford needed more workers in the city before the pandemic. So I mean, I, I mean, is this going to be a disaster for the economy of Hartford? I mean, I was—I had known about the Prudential and United Healthcare downsizing uh, their office space for some time. I was surprised by by how much. I mean, when you're talking going from 350,000 to 57,000 square feet, I mean, that's basically you're you're hanging your shingle. But there, there's not going to be a lot of workers uh, downtown. Um, the the I, there's predictions that the office vacancy rate downtown will probably hit near 30 percent, which would be higher than than it did during the, the Great Recession, uh, you know, over a decade ago. Uh, I, I mean, I think this is going to be a really tough impact on the office market. But, you know, Hartford's strategy sort of moving forward is to, Hartford has basically been considered an office park, you know. It's, uh, Hartford's a, a city where it's just workers have traditionally come in during the day, right. leave at night. Hartford is now trying to move from being an office park to more of a residential neighborhood. Um, you know, you're seeing that with all the, the development of all these different apartments. So far, as the apartments have come on online, they've had high occupancy rates over 90%. Um, and there's hundreds of more, thousands of more apartments that are going to come on in, in the coming years. So the, the strategy for the city is to try to bring in more residents who are here 
uh, you know, 24-7 basis and hope that drives uh, vibrancy in the city. Now, that's a long-term play. That's not going to happen overnight. Right. Um, so I think for Hartford, they've got to somehow, you know, over the next, there's still two or three more years of downsizing office space. You know, companies' leases, companies typically sign five to eight to ten-year leases. So, you know, the pandemic was just only two or three years old at this point. So we still have more office downsizing that are going to come. Hopefully, Hartford can stop the bleeding there a little bit. Um, and then build up that residential base, and hopefully as, as Hartford becomes more vibrant with people who actually live in the city, employers start to come back. Um, but, you know, Hartford's going to need to depend on new companies coming to the city, uh, and that hasn't happened uh, very Yeah, often. well, it's really difficult to get either people to change headquarters or to open up, you know, or to get new businesses to locate there. I mean, that's a, that's a hard game to play, and, but it's a, it's a game you can play. It's just it's a, it's a labor-intensive difficult game and in Connecticut which we we know isn't isn't the greatest state for business as has been evidenced a few in a few different ways over the last few years although the governor's trying to change that we're talking with Greg Bordenaro from the Hartford Business Journal my question is though if you could take your reporter hat off and I mean do you do, do you think they can succeed and get enough people to live in Connecticut to offset all that space I mean you can't just replace every piece of open space with more residential units because eventually those will end up vacant too because it'll dry out. It'll, it'll it'll just satisfy all the demand and then some. And, and you know, ultimately, you need jobs uh, to attract people to downtown, right? One of the attractions of coming to live downtown is all right. I don't need my car all the time. I can walk to my my office if their office exists anymore. Um, so you, you're still going to need those employers. Uh, and, you know, hopefully, I can get stuff depleting there. I think one of the things we need to look out for now is these Class A, you know, the biggest office towers in Hartford, the biggest one, the shiniest towers. As those office vacancy rates, to, you know, continue to increase, what do we do with some of those skyscraper buildings that aren't likely going to get filled with employers for quite some time? Might they convert some of their space to residential? Now, economically and financially, that's not a tough conversion. I've talked to a lot of landlords downtown Hartford. Converting those large Class A office towers to apartments is expensive. Probably can't be done with some sort of extra subsidy. There was a, uh, a bill in Congress uh, that was going to kick around for the last two years that would provide a substantial tax credit to uh, landlords in major and minor cities who want to convert their Class A towers to residential um, coming out of the pandemic. So that's been kicked around. The Metro Harbor Alliance has been in support of that. hasn't hasn't gotten anywhere yet, but that, that's something to look out for. Hey, um, real quick, by the way, if, if you go to Hartford Business Journal, uh, they have their 40 under 40 list with a, a lot of really fascinating profiles on some uh, young men and women doing great things in this region. The other thing I wanted to, and I want to have you on again soon to talk about it, maybe in studio, is this, what are you doing surrounding the business of cannabis in mid-September? Yeah, so we are having um, an expo, September 14th um, in Southington. Uh, and we're basically, it's a business-to-business event. So we're having companies that serve cannabis companies. Um, those are the people who are going to be um, uh, putting out their booths at, at the event. And there's also a jam-packed speaker um, circuit that's going to be happening that day. So there's going to be exhibitors, a big list of speakers, including uh, the regulators from New York, Massachusetts, and I believe New Jersey. Uh, in addition, Connecticut are going to be there talking about the, the launch of the industry in all these different states. So 
Um, it's going to be a jam-packed event. That's September 14th at the Aqua Turbo Club in Plantsville. Nice. Why is it taking so long to get this going in Connecticut? It, it doesn't even seem like it's been that. Like They could say it's because they want to be thorough and so on, but I mean, I think there was a ton of issues with the initial application process because a lot of a lot of people flooded the market and sort of used separate covers to get more applications in it didn't seem like it went that well i mean the application period was a bit confusing a lot of people were confused by it i mean they could probably launch right now with the existing medical marijuana players that are in the market um you know there's a lot of things about related to social equity well if you let the medical marijuana players who are mostly owned by these large corporations uh, launch first. They'll have, you know, they'll they'll basically own the market right. and, and control the market. And so, you know, there's a big component of social equity and fairness in, in the Connecticut cannabis program. So, trying to get that up and trying to get other players uh, launched into this market, I think that's been probably the biggest part of the delay. But you, you know, you could probably launch it relatively soon if you if you just relied on the medical marijuana companies. But um, you know, that would give those larger companies those larger companies that are controlled by out-of-state entities, um, sort of the, the control of the market. Yeah, maybe we can talk about it as it gets closer again. That's uh, uh, on September 14th, a Wednesday, at the Aquaturf in uh, Plantsville. Uh, listen, Greg, it was great talking to you. Appreciate the insight, as always. All right, thank you. All right, Greg Bordnero from the Hartford Business Journal joining us here on Brian & Company and WTIC News Talk 1080. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.